Hi, welcome to Intentional Truth Podcast. I am Yimi Idogo. Intentional Truth Podcast is meant for people who are trying to find purpose in life, navigating through life, and aspiring to live a satisfying life. It is also meant for anyone tired of non-lasting relationships and failing marriages and looking for truth and insight to fulfilling relationships. I have done three episodes on career in previous weeks, which are building a career, making soup in the workplace, and gender dynamics at the workplace. I hope you enjoy those three episodes. For today, we will be looking at relationships. So this is the first episode on the relationship series. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me via my WhatsApp number or through a direct message on 081-23-94-1086 for any questions or opinions you may have on any topic. Today, we will be talking about the pathway to being misright. I'm sure some of you may have seen my post on Facebook and, and Instagram captioned, Stop looking for Mr. Right. You are Miss Right. This may have steered some questions in your mind as to how you can do that. There are so many good teachings and guides on relationships and marriage, which I believe you must have heard many of them and even tried them out personally. I'm not here to refute or dispute any of them. I'm just here to offer a better way to help ladies be misright and have a fulfilling relationship that leads to marriage. Do you seem to be struggling with having smooth relationships and keeping a relationship? Have you caught yourself dropping down on your standards just to accommodate a man in your life? Do you feel like all the good men are taken? Do you ask yourself if you will ever find your Mr. Right and soon enough? Are you tired of answering questions of why you are still single? I would like to ask further. Are you in a certain relationship right now and wondering why it's taking your man quite some time to pop that special question? Or probably your man may have even popped the big question, but you just don't seem to have that particular spark that is nudging you to say yes. Or have some of you ever been told to go for special prayers, lose some weight, change your wardrobe and styling sense, Or have some people even accused you of chasing men away? I'm even asking myself, am I right to even ask you to stop looking for Mr. Right? Because really, what better option would I be offering to you tonight? And would it be beneficial to you? Let's go back to the very beginning. The beginning that is in Genesis, the fall of man. In Genesis 3:16b it says that Eve was given her own punishment and by extension to every woman. And that punishment is that a woman's desire will be for her man or her husband and he will rule over her. So this is where the turmoil of women emanated from. That pursuit, that desire, and that longing for a man has since existed from the very beginning and is inherent in women and it cannot easily be done away with. We are also aware that in Proverbs 22 verse 18, it states that he who finds a wife 
this he now is talking about a man. He who finds a wife has found a good thing and obtains favor from God. So this tells us clearly that a man needs to find his wife. And that a man is the one to find his wife. So even if I am justified to ask you to stop looking for Mr. Wright, there's some personal questions I still need to ask here. Do men know that they are the ones to find a wife and not just sit down and wait for the perfect lady to pass by? Honestly, this is a burning question. Do men actually know this? Are they aware of this fact and this truth? Do men know that it is in finding a wife that doors of favor are opened up to them? Rather than waiting to make it in life first. Well, because every man needs to be found doing something or the other to cater for his wife and family. But do they have to wait until they make it first? Do men realize that as they keep waiting to make it in life, a particular woman's agony of waiting to be found increases? There's some certain tribes in Nigeria, somewhere down, um, down east. Usually, before a man can walk up to a lady to ask her hand in marriage, he must have had thousands and millions before he's given that particular lady. And so if this is the scenario, the waiting time of the woman increases and it is not funny. Do women know that it is not their duty to look for a husband? Because if they did, all these sleepless nights and vigils and leadness, pressure and tension will actually stop. Do women realize that it is in being themselves that they are attractive and easily noticed? Do women also realize that it is not in physical actions or inactions that determine their attraction to a man? Well, of course, a woman must be good looking, she must be responsible, and she must act like a lady. Then do women know that they should be found doing something or they should be busy doing something until they are found? Do our mothers, aunties, and grandmothers know that they should be putting the pressure on the men for marriage rather than on women. The reverse is the case. The pressure is put on the girl. She is called from everywhere. Lady, what's wrong? What is happening? But I'm saying the pressure should be on the men rather than on the women. Then do our pastors counsel both men and women appropriately on being Mr. Right to find Miss Right? And being Miss Wright to be found by Mr. Wright. All these questions may linger on in your mind. More so, they are not entirely in your control. Rather, let us focus on what is in the control of women and how to manage these problems. So these questions actually lead us into our discussion tonight. The pathway to being Miss Wright. I will share three out of the five pathways to being Miss Wright tonight, and the other two will be discussed further in my book. Yes, I'm writing a second book, and this will be on relationships. So the pathway to being Miss Wright is a chapter in that book. Okay. So if you're interested, you can just send me a message to book for the copy of the book after this podcast. So the first pathway is the mindset. 
the mindset. In John 8.32, the Bible says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What truth and what sets you free? So it is in knowing the truth that sets one free. So now what we are seeking for is the truth. You need to have a mindset. And that particular mindset is telling you that you need to realize that you are to be found and not to be finding. When you come to this realization, it will loosen the tension and pressure from off you. So you will stop all the needless searching and looking and frantic efforts and gimmicks, gimmicks, sorry, to get you a man. Then the, be- the better questions to ask in getting prepared for this mindset are, what is marriage? What does marriage have in store for me? What is even the purpose of marriage? And what is my role in marriage? Do I see myself succumbing to the purpose of marriage and the role of my own person in that marriage? Am I ready for this marriage? What truths do I know about marriage? What knowledge do I have? What understanding do I have? Without these clarities, you may keep going about in circles. You may jump into a relationship that will not lead anywhere, or you may end up with someone you are not even meant to be with. I can recall in 2014, I was to be married to a particular man. When I introduced him to my parents, my father did not give his consent. He said his spirit was not at peace with my choice. Of course, I was hurt and disappointed at that time. But it wasn't too long after my father's disapproval that I realized that I wasn't even ready for marriage. I had never sat down to think through the pertinent questions above. So what was actually exciting me was the fact that the man had proposed to me and that I was going to get married before age 30. This man was not bad at all, but there were other pathways that were missing that I had not yet discovered, so it blocked my own chance of walking down the aisle at that time. So to get better insight and understanding, you need to begin to have this mindset of what you're entering and what you want to enter into. You need to read authentic books and attend seminars as the spirit leads you. But you need to know that not every spirit is genuine and the Bible advises us to test all spirits. So in seeking for knowledge, pathways lead you to truth or to lies. So you need to discover the pathway to truth. And if you're having second thoughts about a particular pathway in your search for knowledge, please reach out to a mentor or a friend and seek their opinions over certain things. For me, my mindset was developed and it was even repositioned by two things. One, Bible scriptures and books that I read. So the Bible scriptures that spoke to me at that time were Isaiah 62, 
verse 4, 5, and 12, Isaiah 34, 15 to 16. Then the books that I found very, very beneficial for me were Activating the Grace of Marriage and Resetting the Time for Your Miracle. So those two books were very key in reshaping my mindset towards marriage. And if you can find a copy and if you can read those Bible verses, or if you want to reach out to me, please do so. And then I'll even give you further um, Bible passages that you could read or other books that can be beneficial to you. Then the second pathway is activities. There are certain activities that you need to be engaged in to better prepare yourself to be found. In Psalm 32, verse 8 to 9, the Bible says, I will instruct you. I hear is talking about God or the Holy Spirit. I will instruct you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and I will teach you and watch over you. So if you subject yourself to the Holy Spirit and to the leading of Christ in teaching you, instructing you, and guiding you, even counseling you on what to do and how to do certain things to better position yourself as misright, you wouldn't miss it and you wouldn't go wrong. You know, God made us special. We are special because of the choices we make. As a woman, you have a choice on who you want to marry. Because you are to be found doesn't limit you in making choices. You are to be found, yes. But if a man comes and if he's not what you want, you have the choice and the liberty to say no. Please understand that because you are to be found doesn't limit your capabilities in saying yes or in saying no. You do have choices and you can make a choice. Let me give practical examples on some activities that you can be doing. For example, if you want to marry a pastor, so what should be what should you be doing to better attract a pastor? You can get involved in church activities one, or you can even attend a pastoral school. That one, <laughs> the chances are 99% of you marrying a pastor. That one, there is no doubt about that. But you don't have to go to pastoral school. You don't have to go to um, maybe enroll in all church activities to get that. No. We have the power of the tongue. That one works. And we have our mindset that attracts what we want. There are signals that we send into the atmosphere. Attracting the kind of things that we want. So if it is your desire to marry a pastor, you are thinking about it. You are acting like that. The signals are being sent and it is pastors that you begin to attract in your life. That is one way. What about those that have crushes on men? Having a crush on a man is not wrong. It's natural. It happens. So what do you do? So if you know there's a particular event that a particular gentleman always attends, why don't you try and attend those functions? Or you can better acquaint yourself with people within his social circle. Of course, one person knows the other person, another person knows the other. Within a short time, you will meet somehow, someday. And from there, you can just kick it off. 
You can also be skilled in a particular field. And this keeps you busy and economically independent. When you're able to fend and cater for yourself, you are not at the mercy of any man. You have choices to make. Your handiwork boosts your self-esteem and self-worth and makes you aspire to be whatever you want to do and you can afford anything that you want to afford. So keeping busy, words of the spare time or the free time of needless worrying, needless pursuits and mindless visits and engagements with wrong people. Then going into the third pathway, that is the desire. The third pathway is the desire. Have any of you actually read Songs of Solomon? If you haven't, please, I would want you to actually take your time and read the whole chapter. Chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, all the way to chapter 8. It's talking about this desire. I'll just read two verses from there. Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 4. Do not awaken love until it so desires. There's another one again, chapter 8, verses 6 to 7. That one's a bit long, but I'll just paraphrase. Set me as a seal upon your heart. And it continues. For love is as strong as death. Love is as strong as death. So it's trying to depict what this desire is. I may not have time to read everything, but please take your time to read it. This third pathway, the desire, is not roused on its own. It comes when it is time. Interestingly, a lot of women are at this phase. Some have developed the mindset already and they're ready for marriage. But they may not be aware or conscious of this desire. The most misleading factor about this desire is that it is there. But most women don't even know how to channel it or they're not even aware of it. So usually it's this mistaken for infatuation. And this leads to fornication and premarital sex. I saw a post on Instagram some days back with a question, is premarital sex still a sin? <laughs> Honestly, I laughed. I'm sure some of you might even laugh. Yes, for people to be asking this question, is premarital sex still a sin? Honestly, things have really gone haywire. But when a woman is aware of this desire, the relationship is more fortified. She makes certain decisions. She's a bit more deliberate and she knows what to do. But when she's unaware of this desire, the relationship ends up being faulty and shaky. Then without the awareness of this desire, you may keep dragging the relationship and not commit to anyone. Or without the consciousness of this desire, you will keep indulging in sin and lowering your standards. I want you all to be conscious and aware of this pathway. 
it will tremendously change your perception and revitalize your relationships. Of these three mindsets, it keeps getting deeper. First is a mindset. You wake up and you're like, okay, yes, I think I want to get married. Then what are the things I need to do to better position myself to be married? Then third, the desire. Honestly, I can spend two hours talking about this phase, the desire. Like I mentioned earlier on, it is not roused on its own. It is not awakened on its own. You don't force it. It happens. It comes. And it comes when it is time. With this consciousness of this desire, it helps you to decide if you want to date or not. So you will not be having random or mindless relationships any longer. You are selective and you're able to uphold standards. Then with this consciousness, you better choose the date of when you even want to get married. You will just know when the man arrives. You feel a wholeness and a completeness. And honestly, the Songs of Solomon just describes this particular desire. When that man finds you and you just look up and you know that he's the one, you will not have time for needless issues. You know, a lot of people talk about issues like communication issues, trust issues, um, issues of um, infidelity or issues of um, he cheating on me, doing this, doing that, issues of um, compatibility, we don't like the same things. Those kind of issues come up when that desire is not there. So like what I said, it helps you to decide whether you want to date a man or not. You are seeing a man. You make up your mind. You have the choice. Do I want to date this man or not? Is he meeting the needs that I want? Is he meeting my criteria, my profile for the man that I want? If he's not, then you let it go. Then you don't have time to waste Dating for one year, two years, three years, four, some 12, for what? What are you studying? What are you trying to know? What are you trying to understand? Those are things that happen when that desire, that consciousness is not there. And so you choose for how long you want to date this man. Instead of keeping yourselves in one lockdown. <laughs> yeah, it's lockdown for years. Honestly, have you heard of people that get married within six months, within one year, some three months? It's because they have known. They have gotten to that point. This is the man. There is nothing that will stop me. Nothing hindering me. This desire does not blind a woman, by the way. She sees the flaws of a man. She sees that this man is not perfect. 
the word is in it. Love is there. Love is also a choice. Love is me deciding to overlook faults. Love is me deciding to forgive. We will talk about love very soon. People have misunderstood love. If Christ himself could love us in our lowly estate, who are we to judge? Who are we to condemn? And who are we to say we cannot forgive? This doesn't mean that we should take trash or that we should just accept any man. No. We understand fully well that a man falls and a man is not perfect. But in his imperfection, he is the ideal person that has that has met your need, that has made you whole and has made you complete. That is just what I'm trying to say. In January 2015, my desire awoken. My aura shifted. I sent out a strong signal to the universe that I was ready for marriage. My mindset was correct. I had read books. I had prayed. And then my desire had been aroused. I purposed in my heart henceforth that the next relationship had to be strategic and deliberate. I even got angry with myself for allowing myself to date men without actively selecting them or for even dating them aimlessly. Two men came along into my space from January 2015. I weighed them against my standards and profile of the man I wanted to marry. But since they did not fit him, I was very quick to let them know that the relationship was not going to work. So I did not even waste time. Within two weeks, I already knew that this person was not it. So I just told him, guy, I'm sorry, it won't work. The second one too, within one week or two weeks, I knew it was not heading anywhere. I just told him, guy, I'm sorry, it's not working. And the reason why I even let it linger for one week or two weeks was just to be civil and nice. But from the onset, I just knew. I didn't feel it. But I was just trying to be civil, just to ward them off in a gentle and nice manner. But something happened. The third man showed up in June 2015. As soon as this man showed up, (laughs) oh good, I just knew he was the one. My spirit and soul resonated with his person. I felt peace. I felt my search is over. I felt I have been made whole. I felt this is it. I couldn't describe it. But honestly, read that Songs of Solomon. You'll be able to um, understand what I'm trying to describe now. And I actually prayed and asked God that when you are bringing my husband, bring him just like this man. Let me just tell you briefly what happened. I was on my way home from work one evening and I stopped at a um, a store to buy some things. As I was leaving the store, a gentleman just approached me and what he said was, wow, you're looking gorgeous. 
and I said, thank you. The way he said it, the manner in which he said it, it spoke to me. It touched me like I've never been touched before. So I just said, thank you, and then walked into the car. When I entered the car, I was like, who is this man? So I was able to look at him from the rear mirror. I couldn't really see his face, but I just said a prayer. I said, God, when you're sending my husband, send him like this man. And that was it. I went home with my deliberate and intentional way of choosing a man. Two weeks later, we happened to meet. I could not recognize him. I didn't know he was the one. Then he told me that we have met before. So he tried to um, narrate the incidents in which we met. And as soon as I realized that he was the one, oh my, I became so self-conscious. I wanted to hide. Why? (laughs) I needed to be sure that my hair was right, that my makeup was okay, that my nails were not chipped, and that uh, my legs were not white, and probably that my dress was good. I felt so self-conscious. I was like, I hope this man finds me as attractive today as he did that day. But that was not what he was looking at. He had gone past that stage. For me, when he saw me that day, he was like, yes, this is the lady. And he prayed to God to help us meet again. And here we were meeting again. And from that day till today, (laughs) it's history. It didn't take long for us actually to start planning our wedding because we just knew there was peace, there was confirmation. Yes, there was confirmation actually, a spiritual confirmation, which I may not be able to talk about it today. But we knew. I'm so sorry, time has gone. I have to stop here. But I have a task for you. What pathway are you on now? Or are you yet to venture onto any pathway? What peculiar challenges have you faced in the time past? Or are you facing now that you need me to help you with? Please share with me through a direct message or through my WhatsApp number. So, so sorry, I have to stop here. I had to share only three pathways and the remaining two. If you really enjoy these three, then I'm sure you would enjoy the remaining two. And it gets deeper, by the way. So please keep a date with me next week, Tuesday, for another series on relationships. And like I said, the second, sorry, the last two pathways will be shared in details in my book so if you want that book just let me know to book for your own copy so thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening once again i am yimi edogo your career and relationship coach and have a lovely evening